0: I want to start this episode of The Red Hand with a message from one of our new partners, William Carlisle Coaching. William Carlisle Coaching, helping new yo dieters stop living their life on a diet and achieve long-lasting fat loss results. We've helped hundreds of dieters ditch the strict, boring and bland diets while losing 15 pounds minimum in 90 days. This is all done with the Fit For Life Transformation Programme. It's the counterintuitive approach to weight loss and will change your life forever. If you want to know more, grab your phone, and pen and paper and write down William's social accounts on Instagram, it's at William Carlisle Coaching and on Facebook it's just William Carlisle, if you type that in you'll find him. If you'd be interested in learning more, drop William a message and have a chat with him. So that's William Carlisle Coaching on Instagram or Facebook, just type in William Carlisle and look him up on there and drop him a message. I want to tell you about a new partner of the Red Hand, Andy Willis, Strength and Conditioning. Rugby, even at an amateur level, has never been more competitive. If you're serious about feeling fitter, stronger and gaining confidence in your body again while playing, then this could be your opportunity. Andy Willis is a Rugby Strength and Conditioning Coach, providing a first-class online strength and conditioning service for athletes. Andy provides his athletes with clarity, support, personalised performance programmes and sports injury rehabilitation. Andy would like to offer listeners who are serious about levelling up their game a consultation call to discuss their goals and how strength and conditioning could help you level up. Find Andy on Instagram at and Andy Willis underscore SC for more information. Hello and welcome to the Red Hand Podcast. The Red Hand provides next level Ulster rugby coverage, offering fans unrivaled insight, unfiltered opinion, powerful stories, and accessible analysis. Every minute of every game is covered with weekly in-depth written articles,
1: interviews with players past and present, analysis from rugby experts, and a podcast in which we preview and review Ulsters games and
0: discuss all things Ulster rugby. To gain full access, please join us on patreon at patreon.com forward/theredhand or visit the I want to introduce the Red hand listeners to a fantastic business who support the podcast. Hill Fitness is Northern Ireland's leading home gym equipment provider. Whether you're a total beginner buying your first weight set or a strength training veteran creating your dream home gym, Hill Fitness have you covered. From dumbbells to squat racks, gym flooring to exercise bikes, Hill Fitness have everything you need and more. The Red Hand listeners can receive an exclusive discount of 5% off their first order in-store or online. Just use code RED5, all caps, at the checkout. Check them out at hillfitnessuk.co.uk. That's discount code RED5, all capitals, for 5% off your first order at hillfitnessuk.co.uk. Hill Fitness make amazing home gyms happen. Hello and welcome to the Red Hand Podcast. This episode is going to be a wee bit different. I'm going to talk through the key points of the Officer Conic game, which took place on Saturday. Basically, an extended version of the written article uh, I did called Saturday Night Takeaways. And then I'm going to speak to... Stephen Murphy, off the Master of None podcast. He's a big Connacht fan and fellow podcaster as well. And uh, he's going to give his initial reaction to that game. Really interesting to hear from Stephen. Then I'm just going to talk about a few key takeaways. It's just a short episode and uh, it saves you reading. If you're not a reader, uh, you can just listen to the, to the article. So in summary then, uh, if you didn't see the game, 36-10, the Ulster, Luke Marshall, Tom Stewart, uh, Nathan Doke. Stuart Moore and Callum Reid got the tries and uh, Duke uh, kicked the penalty and four out of five conversions as well. So that's the the first game that Ulster have in the URC, bonus point win over provincial rivals Connaught in Belfast on Saturday night. With both sides afflicted by early season rustiness, it was ultimately the hosts who managed to click into gear and dominate in terms of territory and possession, chalking up five tries to the visitors' one. Opening exchanges were marked by a lack of composure, with handling errors and infringements costing both sides at key moments, probably due to just a one pre-season match, so rustiness was probably inevitable. Also, look the more likely of the two sides to break the deadlock, with an incisive line break by Luke Marshall and glimpses of Stockdale's dynamism, keeping fans on the edge of their seats in a disjointed first quarter. Fans would have to wait until just before the half-hour mark for the first points of the game. McCloskey was the architect, of course, supplied by Duke off the back of a rolling maul. McCloskey drew two defenders in before executing a beautiful trademark McCloskey one-handed off load, allowing his midfield partner Luke Marshall to dot the ball down casually behind the post. And of course, Duke added the conversion. Ulster doubled their lead just before the second half, again stemming from an effective rolling maul. Tom Stewart, on his maiden competitive start for Ulster, burst off the back of a mall and powered over the line unopposed. Doak again added the extras. The visitors responded minutes later with the last action of the first half, a penalty from out-half Conor Fitzgerald to reduce the deficit, making it 14-3 at time. Ill-discipline from Conant early in the second half was punished with a successful penalty from Nathan Doak to add to Ulster's tally. The momentum was firmly with Ulster at that stage. In familiar fashion, in the 51st minute, Ulster again utilised their impressive line-out and maul to good effect. Stewart yet again tried to barge over from the back of the rolling maul. This time, however, he was stopped just short, but Nathan Doak was on hand to gather the ball and sneak over before converting his own try to make it 24-3. Connor continued to struggle to find their rhythm and attack, their best chance coming from a series of attempts to drive over the Ulster line, which ultimately resulted in an Ulster turnover as the game entered the third-quarter referee Owen Cross shoot Connett number 8 Paul Boyle a yellow card for a series of repeat infringements. Ulster almost immediately capitalised on their one-man advantage, with Luke Marshall showing his quality with a strong carry and deft hands to unlock the Connett defence and create space on the wing for Stuart Moore, who touched down in the corner for the bonus point try. Connett responded in the 70th minute from a well-worked try created by replacements David Hawkshaw and Oren McNulty, the scrum half Kaelin Blade providing the finish, Hawkshaw contributed the additional two points, his first for his new club. At this point in the evening it was scant consolation for the visitors. Doug switched out half for the last 10 minutes with Billy Burns making way, but the bench now empty also continued to apply pressure and once again found themselves camped in the Connaught line. Loosehead prop Callum Reid managed to burrow over the line to give Ulster their fifth try of the night, with Duke adding two points to cap off an impressive 36-10 victory. Ulster will now have reason to be optimistic ahead of their clash away to Scarlets next week, although as Ulster head coach Dan McFarland was quick to point out after the game, Ulster are still a work in progress and there's plenty of room for improvement in terms of accuracy. In contrast, Connacht must now dust themselves down and pick up the pieces. As they head to South Africa to take on the URC champions Stormers, and runners-up bulls in the next two weeks. So I'm going to go now to Stephen Murphy, Connacht fan and podcaster, Master of non podcast. Check it out if you haven't already and get his reaction. So I'm here with Stephen Murphy from the Master of None pod. Stephen covers a lot of sports, um, rugby, one of his main ones, and he's a big Connacht fan. So we're just saying there before we started recording that, Thank you, Stephen, for showing up after that. We really appreciate it. And, Steve, what are your thoughts after that?
1: Uh, as, <laughs> as I was saying, I was trying to come up with an excuse not to come on this uh, after the, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Uh, just disappointed, you know. You, you, you spend the whole off season excited. You sort of convince yourself that this year will be different. You know, the stuff that we were annoyed about last year is gone. They've taken care of it, and then, you know, within forty minutes, it's sort of. It's all all like like it was last year. So uh disappointed obviously. Look at Ulster a very good team. Going up there and getting a win is is never easy. But it's the the kind of the manner of the defeat, which is kind of uh, disappointed. Uh, disappointing. Um you said yourself Tom Stewart man the match performance, but like I think he he owes a lot to Connacht uh, for that performance. I, I tweeted out to we made him look like prime Keat Wood uh, at times there because um you know, coming off the back of that mall with 10 yards in front of you, with free space to roam, even, I'd look pretty good out there. So, no, he's, he's obviously a very talented young player. I'm not taking away from him, but just, just like, simple stuff. Errors that last year, you know, giving away a penalty. Like, the first five minutes of that second half, many times we caught on the wrong side of the ball, not rolling away, and it's just... It's just, it looks rud- rudderless, which is scary. Like, like of lose games, like, you know, the last, whatever, I mean, many seasons we win as much games as we lose, but we still lose a lot of games. But normally there's a bit of a fight. Normally there's a bit of a like, oh, if one of those two things kind of came off, we could have won that game. But like, they just looked flat tonight. Yeah, uh, One or two lads still kind of showed up, like the likes of Porchy, who were obviously big fans of here, but... Always, you know, he's always given 110%, but like some lads just, I don't know, it just looked, it looked like a team that literally never met each other until tonight and showed up and were like, oh, we'll play a game of rugby uh, and, and times it looked like that, but um, yeah, look, we can get into more detail if you want, but just, yeah, initial, initial, you know, reports, obviously first game of the season, but just, just disappointed.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. I think, okay, I come away from that. Uh, it was a positive Ulster performance as well, but um, we were helped along by, I mean, there were a lot of penalties given away by Connett, particularly the start of the second half there, which they really needed to come out far in, you know, and, and put Ulster in the back foot. I suppose that the first first quarter, really, uh, I think it was pretty even, you know, and... uh Ulster, Ulster grabbed the grabbed the try. Looking at that performance, um, were there any standout players? We're talking about both teams there. For you, I mean, are there any positives to take away from the Connacht team? And also, who did you who were you impressed by in, in the Ulster team as well?
1: I with Ulster because yeah, look, I'm obviously going to talk a lot about Connacht, but I don't want to take away from a very uh, solid night for Ulster as well. Um, look at taking my allegiance out of this it was fantastic to see Jacob Stockdale back on a rugby pitch. He looked like a man who was just delighted to be back playing rugby in front of a crowd. Uh, and he was incredibly effective uh, with, you know, even kicking. He had that one massive 50 22, uh, which was just heartbreak at the time. But, you know, as, as an opponent facing Ulster, when you have that backline, it's just, it's absolutely terrifying. Like, Ballacoon didn't even have, you know, he was pretty quiet for most of the game, but you're just constantly aware of him. You're always like, okay, where's Ballacoon? Any, uh, you know, a drop of a hat, he's gone. Um, yeah, I've th- uh, Stewart looked pretty impressive uh, as uh, the hooker, the young lad, because uh, uh, your pack was pretty like the, the Ray brothers were pretty good. Because uh, when the team sheets came out, you know, I'm obviously looking for like, oh, where can Connick get at them? The pack didn't scare me because obviously, there's the likes of Vermeulen, Nick Timoney, that you know, the the, the guys mm-hmm. who probably be starting, and they kind of would obviously scare you a bit more. So when you see the likes of the Ray brothers and Dave McCann, who are obviously great players, but you know, you're kind of like, okay, we could maybe get uh, get out of there, but no, just they were solid as well. Uh, Billy Burns, you know, did what he had to do, you know, uh, pull the strings from from fly half. Uh, Dokes, just so solid. You know, Dokes, he's on the emerging iron, assuming. yes, uh huh, yeah,
0: he is, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, you have Cooney coming back for him when he goes off on that, which is fantastic as well. Um, so yeah, look, at there was good performance all over the park from from, from Ulster. Uh, Connacht, as I said Porchy always gives his best. Um, I thought Josh Murphy showed what what we are looking forward to seeing for the rest of the season. Where he came in, he's a workhorse. He's involved in everything. I feel bad. I feel bad from kind of coming in and seeing that performance because I'm sure he was warned of this when he joined Connacht, but he was hoping he could change and he might still. But um, a top here, Dooley was okay. Like the scrum, it kind of went both ways in that first half. Uh, but again all Connacht are looking for is just to lock out the scrum and get the ball at the back so we're not asking for a whole pile uh, I thought Blade when he came on looked pretty sharp I thought Hawkshaw I was kind of hoping myself Hawkshaw would start the game uh, obviously Fitz has been around Connacht for a while Conor Fitzgerald, Um, but I just don't think he has he's at that level I think he's maybe more useful to us at full back uh, whereas Hawkshaw come on even that try the looping run behind um. I can't remember who made the break actually. Oh, Wooten, Alex Wooten, Hawkshaw. He's on his right. He loops behind him and kind of isolates Balakoon, and it's just really smart rugby. Uh, And then he has, and even delivers the pass. That's not the easiest pass on, you know, on the run to Blade, but it's inch perfect. I think we need to, until Jack's back, we need to kind of stick with Hawkshaw because I just think he's a good player. Um, apart from that, no one really stood out. I'll be honest with you, and that's kind of sums up the whole night. Um, it's just a night where you just kind of pencil it down as, look, it's it's one of those days you move on, kind of forget it as quick as possible.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a bit rusty from both sides. Um, first ten of, minutes
1: were very rusty for both. Like there was knock ons, there was bad passes. Like it yeah. was real rusty for that first ten minutes.
0: Yeah, a couple of crooked lineouts as well. Uh, mm. Just knock uh, on Stockdale, uh, the big name coming back in, not the ball in a few times. But look, in terms of uh, as you say, look Ulster's pack tonight. Uh, I was a bit concerned when I saw it. I, I, I thought oh, we don't have our back rows, maybe not all there. As you say. Marcus Ray, Mat- Matty Ray, David McCann. David McCann's a very young guy coming through, sort of fairly untested at number eight. And um, but even looking through that pack, Sam Carter didn't have a great game either. I didn't think. Uh, I think Isitute uh, when he when he came on at second row uh, had much more uh, of a meaningful contribution to the game than Sam Carter. Apart from that, like uh, we did okay, but as you say, look the backs. The backs were so strong tonight and. Oh, it's very happy, very happy with the win. And I thought both Stuart McCloskey and and uh, Luke Marshall were very good. And then that. Sorry, bad piece, yeah, I forgot
1: to mention. I forgot to mention McCloskey. Like he's, yeah. I think he always kind of destroys Connacht. And he's uh, we've we've said in our podcast before. I don't know if he's internationally that level. Like mm-hmm. I think he's he would be a solid Irish player, but I don't think he's he's not, he's not going to trouble the likes of Henshaw or even Hume really at this stage. But at URC level, he's so good. Like he's yeah. a really good URC player and that like, he's so physical, he's so big, that offload was just beautiful. Like it's, it's world-class that offload. Like it just takes two lads out like that. And it's just, it makes you look silly, but he was fantastic tonight. Sorry, I forgot to mention him.
0: He's a handful. He's just so, he's so big and physical. And you just see every time he goes in the contact, that hand crane up <laughs> and get the offload away. And it's, uh, it's it's a real handful to deal with. Like
1: it's like terms- Michael Jordan in Space Jam. You no, know, you know the last dunk. It's like twenty feet away. That's what it feels like. I'd say like for a lot of players.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a good it's a good reference. Um, mm. McCloskey, McCloskey fan favorite in Ulster, and um, you can see why. You know, just a handful to deal with in midfield. So, like, in terms of. Um, a, takeaways from that game, what do Connett need to do better in the next game? I mean, I'm sure you have a few ideas in mind, but are there a few things that you'd single out that they need to improve on the next game?
1: Discipline off the bat. Like when you're not playing that well, giving just penalties away left, right and center is obviously just going to kill you. Um, just like a bit of energy, like, you know. Like, I'm sure you even noticed there, like, they just, there was no, I don't know in person, where, where, you know, where players, you know, after a big tackle, where they slap each other in the back, where they pump each other up. It didn't look like that in TV. Um, especially when you're away from home, you need that sort of stuff. Uh, look at our mall, our mall was, has always been an issue. Um, I don't think he's really bullied us in, in that department tonight. The two tries off it were just uh, Stuart peeling off and having acres of space. So that I wouldn't necessarily put that down to mall issues. I thought our defense was okay at times. You know, that first half especially, he was a knock on the door for a while and, and we, we had some good, you know, kind of smart plays, a lot of tip passes, which is good, you know, good reading of the game. Attacking-wise, we, we had no, I want to see us have a bit more sustained period of play. It was pretty early, evident earlier on that we were going to kick for territory a lot. But after a while, when it's not working, maybe switch it up a little bit. Um, you know, we're quite dangerous with ball in hand. We showed that last year, like we're one of the best attacks in, in the URC when we when it was clicking. Um, and this game, we just couldn't string four or five phases together. It was either a mistake, an error, turnover, or we were kicking it away. I don't know if that's a reflection on the coaching staff not really, you know, believing in the team that out there because obviously we've a lot of lads come back in but sure every province is the same at the moment. So it's, you can't use that as an excuse. Um you just just a bit more belief among themselves to go and you know, go and play like we're 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 two weeks now in South Africa, which is far from ideal. But at least the South African teams early in the season, obviously you'd probably rather play them there than at the end of the season when they have all their internationals back. But you know, you, you don't want to be going down there with 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 no confidence. And, and that's kind of what I fear we're gonna be doing going into this. So I just wanna see a bit more belief, a bit more um a, a bit more of like, you know, like Munsters, a bit more savvy, a bit more a bit more being a, you know, as we would say being a cute whore You know what I mean? But you know what I mean when I say that. <laughs> Some people might not get that, but like you know, just be a bit more ruthless, a bit more, I don't know, a bit more of a, the dark arts kind of side of things. I feel like we're quite naive sometimes, and I was hoping that would be gone from this year and bring in the likes of those the Leinster lads. Maybe we, we could have adapted that a bit, but I'm hoping that it was just a bad night at the office, but a bit more direction, a bit more, I said, we looked r- rudderless, so a bit more of a um, an identity of what we're trying to do here and not be afraid to look. If it's something's not working 20 minutes in or 30 minutes in, Let's try something else here. We need to, we're not the kind of team that's just going to dominate a, 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 an opposition for 80 minutes. It's just not going to happen. So yeah, um, I think that going forward, like, yeah, I'd like to see some of that.
0: Yeah. And uh, I talked about the, the changes to the the Ulster team uh, in a, a recent episode of the Master of None podcast. Tell us a wee bit about what's changed at Connacht, both in terms of the coaching setup and the, the players that have come in
1: as well. So the, the big, obviously, one is Andy Friend's gone to director of rugby role and Pete Wilkins has taken over as head coach. But it, it was pretty much, I feel like, half of through last season that kind of that change happened. Um, It wasn't officially announced, but I think it was pretty much well known that that was sort of Pete Wilkins has taken over. Uh, and then that was pretty much confirmed when he went on the Irish tour. You know, they weren't going to bring just an assistant coach that they weren't touting. Look, Pete Wilkins by all kinds, seems very well liked by the playing staff. I don't know if that necessarily is a good thing, um, but you know he's very well respected in that case, and I don't think Andy Farrell's gonna be bringing, uh, you know, any fool on a, a tour at New Zealand with him. So that was the big thing. You still have Duval Senecal there as kind of the the lineout coach and the mall kind of coach. Um, you have Cully Tucker and Mossy, um, Mossy Core, um. No, not Mastikor, sorry, I'm I'm forgetting his name, but it's the same kind of coach staff as last year. The only major change was Andy Friend, went to a director of rugby role. It's his last year on his contract, Andy Friend. um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is his last year. I think he's going to head off. Um, he's, been, he's been big on uh, traveling uh, around Ireland and stuff like that. So I think this could be his last year, maybe head back to Australia. Um, in terms of, we lost we lost a lot of players, a lot of kind of, uh, a few kind of players have been around the likes of Fulton Delan, uh, went off to, uh, to France, um, but again, didn't play a lot the last kind of two years due to injury on and off. Uh, a big loss, an underrated loss that a lot of people wouldn't have recognised would be Sammy Arnold. Sammy Arnold played a lot of games for us last year and was really solid and brought that kind of bite that we didn't really have in terms of aggression. Um, Abraham Papali he went obviously to Brieve as well who again didn't play a lot but like in a game tonight where you kind of want someone just to fucking run up the gut and be physical he would have been ideal Um, we lost a few others uh, there was a long list basically no one that would really you know stand off the page as a huge loss um, then we brought in the likes of so the four Lancer guys we brought in obviously Peter Dooley uh, Josh Murphy Um, Adam Byrne and uh, Hawkshaw. Then we also had two kind of unknown guys in Byron Ralston uh, who came from Australia. He played tonight, but again, didn't really get on the ball to show us what he could do. And Seamus Hurry Langton, who came off the bench. Actually, come on. And one of the first things he did, actually, he, he met McCluskey at the line and sort of stopped him, which I was like, okay, that's, you know, that's a good sign. He's got the physicality for it. He's a number eight kind of role. And Ralston's obviously out in the wing. But look, Connacht have to... I think Andy Friend himself, we have to go shopping in the bargain bucket kind of section of, of <clears> stores. Um, you kind of have to take gambles and look. Sometimes it works and you get a Mac Hansen, um, but sometimes it doesn't work when you get like we had Ben O'Donnell uh, last year who who didn't get a chance unfortunately with the with the foreign player rule. Uh, but you know you take a chance on these guys and hope they and hope they succeed. And Byron Ralston and Hurley Lanton are like that. They're coming from decent teams and different setups, but. Um, you're kind of hoping they work rather than knowing they're going to work Um, but they're still like they're, they're exciting players and as I said the Leinster guys obviously you know just because they're not being played by Leinster doesn't mean they're not good players Peter Dooley is 100 caps for Leinster uh, he obviously knows what he's doing and we were, I was kind of hoping that not only would they bring good you know uh, on the field stuff but also their the professionalism and the mindset off the field I think kind of sometimes lack as well and even Andy Friend said that last year he said that the kind are very good preparing for the big games not so much necessarily the, the lower teams and that's why we all some, most times get upset by these lower teams is because they're not bringing that professionalism week in week out so the likes of Josh Murphy and them guys they seem like really good professionals they seem like you know you don't play a hundred times for Leinster like Peter Dooley has and not know what you're doing so uh, those are the big kind of names that came in a few guys obviously coming up from uh, the, the academy Carl uh, Ford is kind of the headline act of that he was the um, he was number 12 he was the 12 for the Irish on the 20 team that did pretty well in the Six Nations he, he plays number 10 though for 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 Connacht he was playing in the Eagles today he's he's a really good player Um, I expect big things from him but behind Jack Carty Hawk, Sean, Fitzy I don't know how much game time he's going to get if that makes sense but yeah that's that's yeah. a long-winded a long-winded way of saying it sorry but yeah
0: no that's that's good to know Um, but it's a long season and I suppose if you're going to if you're going to lose a game like that probably better now and you can rectify things as the season goes on so look very early days in the URC and um, anything that happens. so look we're happy as Ulster fans tonight but I appreciate you coming on and, and talking about that because it's it's difficult enough and, and there's not a huge number of positives to take but look as I say it's a long season and um, Stephen thank you very much for, for joining me uh, tonight I appreciate uh, you coming on straight after the game
1: No worries but thanks for having me
0: I just want to add a few of my own key takeaways at the end of this. So, Ulster's anchorman Murray Moore needs to be back in the Ireland set up. His contribution in an Ulster jersey over the past couple of seasons has been outstanding. Not just for his obvious ability in the scrum, but his work around the pitch has improved massively too. He genuinely might be one of Ulster's most important players, a bit of an unsung hero. His tackling, his carrying, his mobility on Saturday, further evidence he warrants a second go with Ireland. Another thing I'd like to talk about, impressive um, returnees, so uh, Stockdale and Marshall are back and how good is that? On Saturday, it was great to be reminded of glimpses of Stockdale's ridiculous talent, his monster, but in the first half earned Ulster a 50-22, which is not uh, to be underestimated in terms of the advantage that gives your team. Uh, We also saw him utilise his attacking ability, albeit, it will take him a while to get fully up to speed. There are a couple of handling errors, which are part and parcel uh, of a year out of the game and... Early season uh, without having had much of a, a go at preseason either. So, uh, Luke Marshall also looks sharp given his injury profile. He'll be forgiven for forgetting his class, but McCloskey and Marshall are a for formidable partnership. So, on Saturday, in typical fashion, McCloskey drew in defenders, created space, got the offload away, um, and uh, Marshall in the back three were able to operate in more space because of the impact of McCloskey. So just in terms of stats, Marshall McCloskey made a combined 83 metres and had a ta- tackle success rate of 100%, which is not bad. I uh, can't uh, not mention uh, Tom Stewart, so it goes without saying how good Tom Stewart was. As McFarland said, there's a lot of buzz around him in the Ulster camp. The stats back of his man of the match performance, he made 14 carries for 43 metres and completed all seven of his tackles, which is not bad for a hooker. Um, he also appeared to be everywhere in the pits, just hitting rocks and making a nuisance of himself in the best possible way. The other thing I mentioned there briefly is ball carriers. Uh, another takeaway, the big concern heading into the game was our perceived lack of ball carriers in the pack. In the end, it was the Ray brothers, uh, Eric O'Sullivan, Thomas Stewart, Sam Carter and Isatouk way off the bench, in fairness, came on and shared the loop between them. Dave McCann, was solid defensively, only carried three times for a grand total of zero meters. Uh, so it's an area of the game which I'm sure he'll want to work on, He's a very promising player, certainly a different proposition to Vermeulen and uh, Timoney, and the rest of the pack need to uh, continue to chip in with carries over their hard yards in the absence of some of the other reliable close quarters carriers. so. That's uh, sort of a few takeaways, very brief chat there. It's good to speak to Stephen, a good game. I think we'll all be pretty happy with that. Decent start to the season and we'll be back with loads more content, more uh, sort of panels and uh, interesting guests on the podcast as well. Thanks very much for listening.